0: This weekend had 185 players across four different events all over the world in today's weekly report for the week five meta in the game. Really excited to get into this one because we got some changes, we got some stuff to talk about, and we even have a new graph that sums up what it looks like after week five. Let's get into it. This week's meta report is is brought to you by the four stores that we have here that all had... 1k or better events, or in some cases, a grand tournament. We'll discuss that in a little bit. The first event we have to talk about is Nat 20 Games, which is in Tennessee. This is their second big event for Disney Arcana. This week's event had $2,400 worth in stakes and product or in prizes. Then we have Lootbox Games, which had a 1k. They're from Ohio. Then we had the Grand Tournament, or the Chapter 1 Grand Tournament, which was hosted by Sanctuary Gaming Center. They are all the way across the pond, which is really exciting to see that big of a event coming out from them. And then, of course, we have the Bearded Dragon, which was also a 1K event that ended up getting bumped to a $1,600 event. The Deck of the Week is something a little different. It's something nice. No, but seriously. We have Amber Sapphire. Let me talk to you about Amber Sapphire a little bit. And this week, you're going to see in the reports that there were four of them that made top eight or better across four different events. They might have been a little lopsided in showing up in only two events, but we also had a couple show up last week, and now we've been seeing more and more of this deck. I definitely think it's the deck of the week because it has the most success out of the least amount of played decks that were reported. So that's something to talk about. But If you haven't heard about this, we're going to briefly break it down here. So we'll bring it up, make it a little big for you guys. The key format of this deck is to ramp into your threats faster and then being being able to utilize card draw to refill and utilize all of the extra ink that you're kind of just dominating the inkwell across from your opponent. So the ramp key factors are Bell, Grandma Tala, and Mickey Mouse in most decks. We have seen versions with One Jump Ahead um, and even Fishborn Quill. But those are the key factors that show up in the majority of the successful lists that I've seen. The mid-range threats are Aurora, um, Maleficent, and Hades. And you might be thinking to yourself, like, how is Hades a mid-range threat? He costs 7. Getting 7 resources by turn 4 or 5, mostly by turn 5, is not very difficult in this deck whatsoever. So Hades can come out, remove your opponent's 5-cost character, and already be threatening 2-lore as a 3-6. While Maleficent can so very easily find her way into play on turn three or four even, which is dominating stakes. And the card draw from Amber is what really sends all this through. And I know looking at this, it's only Rapunzel as a kind of a pseudo straight draw factor. But the ability to sift and find the pieces you need with Be Our Guest and then the ability to like resurrect uh, through Hades is just another form of card draw that Amber has access to in this particular game. And this deck really did show up really well. And I'm looking forward to breaking it down even further. But all in all, shout out to the four players that did play this deck. And congrats to you guys for putting a little more light on another deck in the metagame. Can't wait to break them down further. Nat 20 Games had a 33-person $2,400 prize event. The top eight breakdown for the event is Amber Sapphire, two Amber Sapphires, two Amber Steels, one Ruby Amethyst, one Sapphire Steel, one Emerald Amethyst, and one Emerald Amber. A really nice breakdown here. I mean, six different decks across eight players in a 33-man event. That's really nice to see. Um, this is the second time this store in particular is hosting events. Uh, last month, they were the first to hold the first 1K event. So, this is a follow-up to that. It is a bit of a shame that they saw only 33 players with there being their second event. Um I don't know if it happened to be the weekend, if there happened to be other some like other things going on in this particular weekend, etc. but it is a bit of a bummer that they weren't able to get more for this particular event. Hopefully next time it keeps it keeps going on the rise rather than staying around the same cuz honestly $2400 being promoted and only 33 players, you'll see through the rest of these events of how good the ev was on this event so shout out to nat 20 games for hosting this one and i can only hope that they continue to be successful as they make more and more of these events happen now let's talk about some of the deck lists that were in this particular event so the first deck we have to look here is this sapphire amber list that we just talked about is on is the deck of the week so we're going to look at a full deck list of it. I'm going to make myself a little smaller. And we have uh, four Stitch, four Aurora, four Grand three Mr. Smee, four Mickey Mouse, four Hades, four <laughs> Rapunzel. Uh, Belle is also a four. The other fours, remaining fours make this easier and myself is Maleficent, Stitch, Hades, Be Our Guest, Let It Go. And then the remaining threes are Aurora, Robin Hood, and Eye of the Fates. So... So Sapphire is a ink that has been kind of on the struggle bus recently, and we actually haven't seen much success out of the ramp package. It's been very little. This is the first deck where I'd say with 12 ramp cards being played is like one of the like early onset um, successful decks in the metagame. Now, this is a deck that we had been discussing about a month ago on the podcast of what it could look like, and it's really funny to see that it's finally starting to come to fruition and starting to see a lot of success within the metagame. Uh, this particular list is running twelve ramp cards, and it's all about getting to your threats earlier. Um, there's a lot of setup involved that just creates this constant flow of card draw uh, with the utilization of Rapunzel and Big Stitch, and even Robin Hood for the most times. Um, it just really pressures incredibly, incredibly well. Uh, I'm actually going to have a full breakdown on this probably coming up shortly, but. Shout out to Justin for his top eight victory. I do believe uh in this event it was a top eight split. So we didn't have a Sheer Fire winner or any more of a clear conciseness winner. I'm pretty confident it was a top eight split across the board. But all in all, you know, this list is great having the ability to threaten early with any single ramp, uh like an early Grand Montella or an early Mickey Mouse allows for a maleficent to get on board on turn four. Um, it allows for really really fun plays later on with playing, being able to get Hades and uh, even like a Stitch Carefree Surfer back in the same turn. Because getting the twelve resources is not a, not a difficult at all in this particular matchup. I do think it was noted that this particular deck's worst matchup is the aggro Amber Steel that just goes incredibly wide. Can end up being a big, you know, a lot of a lot of pressure to this deck without a whole lot of answers or ways to kind of AoE. So if your particular metagame is surrounded by a lot of aggressive aggro steals, then this deck in particular might not be the best call. But if it's more Ruby Amethyst focused or more evasive focused and things like that, I think the deck is really, really good in that particular game, as you can often out pressure your opponent by putting more pressure on them and having a lot of cards that they have to, you know, single target removal or waste a whole entire be prepared on like two characters that are threatening four or five lore. All in all, this deck has really, really been fun to, to see breakdown and see, start, start seeing success and things like that. So looking forward to see how the next couple of weeks go. And if this deck becomes even more, of course the price tag on this deck is definitely up there. It's almost about $700, depending on what day it is that you're watching this. So when you have uh, 4, 8, 12, 16 legendaries in your deck, there's a tendency that that's going to happen, just in case anyone new is looking at this and saying, oh, how can I pick this up right away? Well, you're going to have to commit a little bit to the legendary package. And with that, we'll go straight to the budget deck, which is ironic. Um, this is a, not as budgety as some of the other decks, but we only have Stitch Rockstar um, and... John Silver for our Legendaries, which are both significantly cheaper than Rapunzel's and Hades and uh, Bell's and things like that. So this deck is obviously at the door a little bit cheaper. Um, this is another of our Lemon Lime decks that people love to call them, which I can appreciate the name as well, so we'll throw it in there. The one thing I will note about this particular list that I'm very interested in, it's the first time I'm seeing Mother Gothel in any of these lists. Um, which has uh, this, this particular deck has an incredibly high top end uh, with four stitch four genie on the job four john silver and three mother gothel and four carefree Surfer. uh that is a ton of end games this is definitely not your run-of-the-mill aggressive version it's much more of a i will pressure early with my lilo zimba and Flynn's, and then i'll even follow up with i have you know i have mickey mouse true uh true true friend and as well as cheshire cats so, in like the whole early game has the chance to pressure, but then the whole end game also has a chance to pressure. Um, this is just totally in your face. The only removal, like quote removal, is Genie. Uh, we don't even have any Mother's Knows Best in here. So, this is very much just like put my guy on the table and fig- tell your opponent to deal with you. Gotta love it. Love decks like this in general uh, because it just, it, it always is basically demanding an answer from your opponent on every single turn with the amount of pressure that you can go for. I do worry a bit. Um, certain Mulligan hands might end up being almost auto losses if you're on the draw. So I do worry about that a little bit. This deck definitely looks like a deck that wants to go first and has to have a good curve. If you end up with like four or five five costs or six costs in your hand after Mulligan, probably taking an, uh, a loss in the event, which is a bit of a bummer. And because mostly because there's no way to draw out of it. We're not utilizing Rapunzel in any which way in this deck, which I think for my money... Uh, you could absolutely play Rapunzel in this deck and have success with it because of how top-end it is and how, honestly, most of your characters have four or more um, willpower and things like that. So, if you're looking to upgrade this deck, I think considering playing Rapunzel wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Breaking down our next 1K, this one was played in Ohio. At Loot Box Games, it was a Lorcano 1K with 33 players. It did have 1K in cash. So, look, listen, that's the note, right? And I'm not... I, I think what Nat 20 Games did was surreal and incredible. And it's a huge shout-out to that store being willing to commit so much in prizes to an event. But at 33 players, a 1K is a little more uh, close to where we're going to be. And you're going to see it in the next event that we talk about, too, uh, and the differences between the three stores. So it's really cool to see that 32 should be the barrier for 1Ks. And once you get into like 45s and 50s and things like that, I think the prizes should rise. But for 33 players for nat 20 games with the 2400, that's insane. So this is a little more uh, normal, I would say. But all in all, shout out to Lootbox Games for getting 33 players. Uh, This event was played on a Sunday, I believe. I think this event was played on Sunday. So... Um the top 8 breakdown here is two amber sapphire, two amber steel, two ruby amethyst, one sapphire steel and one emerald ruby. Uh couple things that we're just not used to seeing here. There was actually a split in the top 8 between amber steel and ruby amethyst, which is nice to see like those numbers are kind of going down, but we also get two more amber sapphire decks again like this is just uh an in combination that are just coming out there and dominating so far this weekend, which is great and then we have a sapphire steel join it and then the, another emerald ruby this is again this is another deck that is on the budget end that hasn't seen as much success as the amber or as the emerald amethyst has recently so we get in there with another uh, budget deck so this is good because now we're having multiple budget decks succeeding in all over the nation in different events of 30 or more players and things like that so when it's looking when you're looking for barrier for entry it's nice to see these budget decks you know continue to uh, succeed in in these bigger events so it gives players a little bit more hope with their budget decks moving into events and things like that let's break down some of the deck lists from this particular event so our first event is a shout out to our friend trent in the discord um, he's been hanging out with us since gen con and i wanted to give him his just desserts for making his first top eight in disney Lorcana. he was playing the sapphire steel deck that you have here it's a pretty straightforward run in the mill list here uh lots of fours lots of threes and a couple twos, no one ofs or anything like that to note. Um He actually did get to play on stream. I'm not sure if the particular stream is left for anyone to find, but it was cool to see, um to be able to watch him play and experience the gameplay, you know, through it all, Uh, especially for a small event. 33 players being streamed is really nice to, you know, to have access to and be able to watch if you're, Honestly, if you're looking for things like this, guys, you know, uh, our Discord is closing in on almost 600 players now, and we have players from all of these events that are playing in these, that are sharing the information, sharing streams and things like that. So, if you're looking for some Saturday and Sunday streams every once in a while, you never know what's going to pop up. If you're looking to see these deck lists sooner, join the Discord in the description because I'm constantly sharing these basically as soon as I find them. So, anyone in the Discord has access to them uh, first and things like that. But, so this deck is a deck that we have seen now for a couple weekends in a row, getting some success throughout the nation, which is nice. A couple down in Tampa, we're able to succeed. Now we have these uh, decks in Ohio. Um, this is another one. I, I think the key difference here, um, for some reason, I don't think Belle was in list before. So it's nice to see her here. We have the Fishborn Quill uh, Mickey Mouse combination with Belle. And then what I love about this list, and I think it's really interesting, is that this is the first list there. I think it's really about getting to 10 resources as quickly as possible, playing a whole new world, and then just being ahead of your opponent on resources. And then the cards don't matter because you can play your cards faster than they can, which is great. Uh, I you know, I really enjoy the four beasts, the four tanks, the four grab your swords, all that's great. You get four let it goes, which is another wonderful card to utilize. And Bell honestly turns into an absolute forced to be reckoned with in this deck because you can get to 10 research so quickly and then being able to refill your hand with um a whole new world to find more bells just threatens the game there was several times on this weekend where i just like watched a player say i'm gonna lure for 10 with two bells um because they're that far ahead of the opponent and like you're like if they just don't have the answers they don't have the answers which is insane uh, but another crazy thing to consider is that this deck can get to 13 resources really easily and in one turn just go Aurora, Bell, Bell. And now you have to have be prepared, basically, to get out of this situation or you just lose the game, uh, which I think is really, really cool. Um, it's really – it has been nice to see the Sapphire Ramp decks find some love and find some success in the game now uh, after a couple weeks where they just weren't even anywhere to be found And honestly, sometimes it's not shocking to see these things develop. At at the end of the day, again, I do think the Sapphire decks are a little bit more expensive because Bells and Hades are a requirement to play it, um, and whatever you're pairing with likely has other top-end cards. So it's not too shocking to me that we're finally starting to see more and more success uh, throughout these events with these decks like this. So shout out again, Trent, and thanks for sharing all the information early so we had it to share with our community first. The other deck here is the budget deck that I was discussing. I believe when I looked last, this deck was about $180. It's a pretty straightforward uh, ruby amethyst evasive deck, but it's cool to see that this deck was able to find a way into a top eight um, of 33 person 1K. They split the, the they split the event in top four. They split, so um, they they played it out in top eight, and then in top four they actually ended up splitting the the remaining prizes. So, but All in all, uh, this is a very, very straightforward all four ofs and two two ofs. The two two ofs are your Mother's Knows Best and your Hans, um, which I do wonder if that is a potential card availability thing. However, with Steel, seeing more and more play, there is a world where Hans Scheming Prince is just going down because he's just constantly been the target of Smash, and you don't really threaten any other way early for them to, like, you know, smashing a... in is not an ideal play most of the time you can't smash jasper successfully the rest of these cards are definitely not smashing so when we get to turn four if we play our hans and it gets out there it's almost like a foregone conclusion that it's just being removed by smash so maybe going down on them is okay um i'd even suggest in some of the other lists seeing uh like four health characters in that spot like i think so many more aggressive Sapphire decks can be playing Sinister, uh, Maleficent Sinister in that spot now, but you can see the whole suite here where he has the Hans, Tinkerbells, and Pongos at a 2-4-4, four, four, and it goes into the Cusco. The one thing I'll note here, which I think is incredibly interesting in this particular list, is that no Mad Hatter. So we're opting to not play Mad Hatter, um, play Goofy instead, and then... Have the entire upsuite of 4 Genie, 4 John Silver, and 4 Aladdin. And then 4 Shields, which I think is the most interesting uh, thing of this. I'm not sure that you need 4 Shields. I would be okay with cutting down on a couple Shields, going to maybe 2. But it's also hard to say because this deck doesn't have any draw power. And if Shield is a card that you need to see, that you feel that is important to your overall games, then maybe that's the reason why we have 4 in this deck, just because we don't have any additional draw power to find it. I'm okay with those, uh, with that option as well. Let's get into the next event. This next event was a 59-player event at Sanctuary Gaming Center. This event was actually hosted across the pond, which I thought was really cool. Um, Shout out to my friend that actually uh, reached out to me on Facebook Messenger and said, hey, we had this big event. I wanted to share it with you. I wanted to make sure you've seen it. And I think that's really cool, guys. For anyone that's playing in these events that have, you know, a 1k product and more, or uh, honestly, even like a $500 product and more anything with 30 or more players that are playing for high end stakes product. If you want to reach out to us on social or join the discord, share the information, in the discord, I promise it's going to make it onto the meta report. Uh, it, it was overwhelming the last, last week I had so many players reach out to me, send me deck list, uh, send me information about the event. Seriously, shout out to you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, I'm really glad that you're enjoying the content enough to reach out to me so I can Kind of spread the word about these events and things like that. So seriously, thank you guys so much. Uh, but 59 players, which is awesome. It was called a grand tournament, which I thought was fun because there was lots of comments on baseball going, why is it called a grand tournament? I didn't have the answer. Uh, someone did eventually respond saying that they just thought it sounded cool, which I can totally respect. That's awesome. Uh, to my knowledge, it was only product giving away. I think top prize was like 10 packs and uh, maybe a pin or something like that. Something something low-end, so nothing crazy. But, I mean, for us uh, on the East Coast, 10 packs is still $150 for first prize, so that's not nothing. Um, 59 players is also not nothing, so the data here is awesome. Let's break into some of the deck lists from the SGC event. Before we do that, of course, I forgot to mention the top eight decks of this event were three Amber Steel, three Ruby Amethyst, and two Amethyst Emerald Let's take a look at one of the Amber Steel decks now. There was a large topic uh, around this deck over the last couple of weeks. It's obviously been one of the more successful decks in the game, just under the success of Ruby Amethyst. Uh, and in this particular list, we're seeing some changes and developments in the deck that people are very alarmed by. The first is the including the inclusion of Severus. The three-headed dog has always been a monster to any challenging field. So it's been awesome to see how it's honestly been awesome to see this card finally make its way. Uh, a 5 6 for 5 just dominates anything and challenging. And what people aren't honestly realizing is that this deck doesn't need to be a lore race because you're always going to outvalue your opponent and draw. You all oh, like this deck has four Rapunzel, four BR Guest, four uh, Ariel to find them, two part of your worlds um this one doesn't have hades in particular but the point is that this also doesn't have a whole new world by the way so that's another thing to note here but this always has a way to constantly find cards back and utilize that advantage to just pressure the game the whole way through uh which i think is really important to note here so it's like you don't need all of these two lore characters and three lore characters, when you just like, yeah, I'll just get there throughout the game because I'm going to outvalue my opponent the entire time. Um, you know, it's a very nice, common, just steady race. Where it, whereas, like a lot of the, a lot of the more successful decks early on were just about aggro, but those decks also weren't playing Rapunzel, and the aggro versions I don't think like need Rapunzel or any in any which fashion. But it doesn't mean that this deck can evolve into a more mid-range strategy, utilizing Rapunzel um, and utilizing Ariel a little bit more. I also like to note that a couple weeks ago when we were breaking down the you know, the deck list at a whole, we had mentioned that playing a couple Hakuna Matatas might be okay because it's just another card to just simply fine with Ariel and just that's the card I get to rope return. And it's really cool to see that in a lot of the Amber... Saf- or yeah, a lot of the amber steel decks that were coming out this weekend, most of them were playing hukun kumatadas, so that's a nice uh, adaptation to the, uh, to the deck. And of course, Part of Your World was another card that was really underutilized and underplayed. Nice to see that one coming around. I do think it's a nice debate deciding if uh, Part of Your World or Hades is better. I like the fact that you can find a Part of Your World with Ariel. Uh, this particular deck only has two three-cost characters, but sometimes we see Smee also. So it, at least it makes the part of your world a little bit more valuable and things like that. But all in all, deck continues to exceed. It continues to evolve, and it's one of those decks that I think is going to be a mainstay and has proven to be a mainstay in all events moving forward. The other deck here to note, of course, again is the Amethyst Emerald Budget Deck. Um, this deck is really fun. It's really good. And it's really cheap. This one comes in at almost $160 right now, which is twenty dollars or thirty dollars less than the uh evasive Ruby Emerald deck. And it's really just because the only expensive card in this deck is Cusco and John Silver. Everything else is ten dollars or less. Uh in some cases, a dollar or less for some of these. Obviously, the Flins and the Cheshire Cats are like three, four dollars each, so they add up, but overall, you know, not needing. Four 25-30 SRTs goes a long way. Not needing four 35 to 45 legendaries goes a long way. And this deck has continued to be successful. And every week, um, I'm pretty sure every week since PPG Denver, there's been at least one or two of these in top eights cross events. This weekend, there was four events, and we found this deck in several of them in the top eight. So this is another great deck to pick up and just play for cheap. If you're looking to get into a 1k near your near your area. Or even just for league nights. I mean, I think this is a great, a, like a great deck to just pick up and play for a really, really cheap value. It's not going to break the bank in any which way. And I'm looking forward to seeing how much more this deck can evolve. Uh, this particular version is playing the mother's knows best. Um, not no mother Gothel in this one. I'll be curious to see if Mother Gothel does find her way into this deck in general, though, as now we've seen more of them. But all in all, constant flow, uh, constant you know, lines of success across it, and doing it in budget fashion, which is nice for everybody. Let's get into the next event. The Bearded Dragon in New Jersey held its first 1K event. They actually pre-registered this event at 60 players. So they said, we're have pre, we going to pre-register the event for six players, and I can tell you by Saturday morning, they were completely sold out. It's an event that I was actually supposed to attend and go play, and I missed the pre-registration. So... I didn't get to go play, which is really sad because they capped out at 60, they held a six-round tournament, cut to a top eight, and this is the first one we don't actually have deck lists for yet. I only have one deck list, and it was because uh, the player actually joined our Discord and shared the deck list with me. I got the report from another player on Twitter of what the top eight looked like, but uh, we haven't fully got the deck list yet, so hopefully you're going to see those being broken down later on in the week in the channel, so if you're enjoying this type of breakdown and you want it more in depth about decklists specifically hit the subscribe button if this content has been helpful to you so far hit that like button as we continue to break down all of the meta uh each and every week once we get more and more information but i digress let's break down the bearded dragons top eight so we had 60 players for what ended up being up to sixteen hundred dollars in prizes from the 1k that was promoted, which is great, increasing prizes is awesome for 60 players, that's a wonderful prize breakdown. And then we had the top-out breakdown, a 4 Ruby Amethyst, 2 Amber Steel, 1 Amethyst Emerald, and 1 Emerald Steel. So, this is the very first event, I'm pretty confident, that we finally get an Emerald an emerald Steel in top 8. So that was really exciting, because it's it's always nice to see a new deck that's being, you know... Finding success in the game, but for a 60-player event, which is the largest reported 1K so far, uh, is awesome. It's like I said; it's about 90 minutes from me. I'm supposed to play. Really upset I didn't get didn't get there. But all in all, 60 players is the biggest event that we can confirm to date. If you've had one bigger, let me know in the comments. I'm cool. I I would love to promote it. Uh, but all in all, this is a pretty run of the mill, and this would be the greatest example I could see. Uh, from top eight so far, I mean, it's literally 50% Ruby Amethyst, and then 20% or less than 20% of uh, Amber Steel, and then we have an Amethyst Emerald again, and an Emerald Steel again, well, for the first time. So with that, again, I don't have the deck list for this, so we can't shout any of them out in specifics, but what we can do is officially break down the 32 decks that were played this weekend to success in top eights. So here's the week for meta report. I wanted to remind everybody of what this looked like just so we can see the difference and evolution from a week to week standpoint. So you can see that ruby amethyst here was 40, almost 46%, amber steel was uh 20% and then emerald amethyst was 8% and then we had a bunch more 8% so like sapphire steel um and then a bunch of 4% basically. But I wanted to sh- quickly show of like what the difference is from week to week. And if you've been paying attention um you can note that I did say Ruby and this a bunch, but it was also a lot less than last week. So, in the comments, let me know. Are you gonna be shocked about these numbers? Because I am. I love it, actually. It's a true adaptation. And this pie graph looks a hell of a lot different, guys. Look at this. Oh, it dropped nearly 15% all the way to 31.1. Amber Steel sits at 28.1 going up about 9%, and now we have Emerald Amethyst at 12.5%, and Amber Sapphire that was barely on the list last week, now also sitting at 12.5%, along with picking up some Sapphire Steel at 63 and then Emerald Steel, Ruby Emerald, and Amber Emerald, all sitting at 3.1%, getting one deck in out of the 32 Now this is great uh this is great for the game in general because it means that we're constantly evolving it means that reported events and the decks from them are getting more and more love uh you know it does get to a point in any meta game where some players maybe get tired of like what the best decks are so maybe they try and play other decks and learn a little bit more ins and outs of the matchups and things like that and i think that you can definitely become complacent within a metagame especially in all honesty where this was a lot more information than I think anyone was really considering that we were going to have at a competitive competitive standpoint. You know, last weekend there was uh, three events that were reported. This weekend we had four events that were reported. Uh, it just keeps going up and up with the amount of deck lists that are kind of just being put out there and being put a spotlight on. So lots and lots of players are seeing these videos and seeing the content on Facebook and Twitter and Discord and things like that. So it's really cool to see the true evolution of the metagame right from, you know, a week-to-week standpoint. Again, you're talking eight more decks that were played this week that were talked about in this video, and we went down 15%, almost 16% for Ruby Amethyst, and we were able to go up in percentage on several different decks. I think that's really, really exciting. And honestly, it's not too shocking to me whatsoever, but it is cool to see that, you know, the... Ruby Amethyst being closer to thirty percent is a way—it's a way better number uh, in general for a metagame because, like I said last week, fifty percent is outrageous for a specific deck in any given metagame. It's almost unhealthy to note. So it's really great to see other decks starting to finally find success and things like that. Shout out to again all four of these stores for hosting this hosting this weekends of events. Great job on your end. Great prizes for all. Um and just the you know a, a tip of my hat to you guys for continuously making room for the competitive nature of Disney Larkana. We know we won't have robinsberger's official OP, but that doesn't matter at all because all of these stores are willing to put the time and effort and host these events for players to come and join. And I just I can't be more excited about that as a competitive player myself. So again, shout out to you guys completely. And we're gonna talk about now the deck on the rise. Alright, so maybe I made a little fib. I happen to have the Emerald Steel deck that did top 8 the Bearded Dragon, because again, the player was kind enough to join our Discord and share that deck with us, so shout out to them, because we get to break it down for everybody here. Here we have it, this was the top 8 deck at the Bearded Dragon 60-player event. That is Again, this is the biggest recorded uh, event to date for Disney and that we can find, outside of obviously the starter deck events at Gen Con and this player was able to get there with emerald steel. So I'm going to read off the deck list. It notes that this is the first time we're seeing this type of deck list. Succeed. 4 Captain Hooks, 4 Corella, 4 Flynn Rider, 4 Cheshire Cat, 4 Hans scheming prince, 4 Tinkerbell, uh friend, I forget I can't remember <laughs> her sub name right now. Uh, one Captain Hook, Jolly Roger two Hans 13th in line, three Cusco, four Mad Hatter, three Genie on the Job, four John Silver, three Mother Gothel, four Tinkerbell, four Fire the Cannons, four Smash, and four Grab Your Swords. And I will note right away, just for all the players at home, they didn't have the fourth Cusco. Otherwise, it would be in here. <laughs> so, it's the first question I asked when I saw the necklace, actually. So, uh, huge congrats to this player you know you were able to get um top 8 in the biggest event to date with a deck that has not seen much success at all which is really nice uh i think the username here is emily m with a random v i'm not sure you can confirm with me in discord now that you're hanging out with us and chatting um this deck is it's a it's a deck that's been talked about a bunch in all honesty i've seen a lot of players Say they saw this in league, or you know, say that they were trying it in other events. Um, I've heard some whispers of it being played on Pixelborn. I think I've even played it against a couple of times on Pixelborn, to be honest. But overall, the deck just through five weeks of play, it took one player to get into a top eight. Now, it's great to say that again, this is a 60 person event, so this, this deck has one of the more proven rates because I don't know how many of these were actually in. the the event i don't know if there's more than one emerald steel in that event i don't have the full meta breakdown for it or anything like that but the fact that after five weeks it's the first time we're seeing in any top eight and it was in the biggest tournament to date this deck probably has a lot of legs it's definitely something that i need to pick up myself and play more games with and get a better understanding with um but all in all shout out to emily m i hope that's correct if it's not correct me later uh Big big shout out because this was the first event, people really excited about it, and I'm really great, grateful for seeing it. I think it is a pretty straightforward mid range, uh, like annoyance deck in all honesty. Having Cruella, having Cheshire Cat, having Flynn Rider has created an early game of annoyance. Having the Mad Hatters and Cuscos is a great way to finish the game, and then having all the burn in this deck, you know, having the four fire the cannons, the four smash, the four tank, the four grab your swords, the two Hans and the one, uh, Jolly Roger captain hook just to get back and fire the cannons is a lot of a lot of burn. I'd like to hear, um, I'll probably ask the player more specifically later on, you know, what is this deck's real weakness? You know, why did it succeed on that particular day? Uh, what the matches were like and things like that. Because I think when you see something like this come out of nowhere, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting to know. And it's, Getting as much information about it as possible is where I'd like to be in my competitive nature. So, again, if you're not in the Discord, you want to hear these things. We've had several players in the chat rooms of the deck list posted discussing their matchups, discussing uh, their success and their failures and the strengths and weaknesses of these decks. So, again, like if you don't want to wait till Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday the next week to hear me talk about it, if you're in the Discord, you get the information right up. So hit me up in the description, join the Discord, and join the Forbidden Mountain community. Now, of course, this was a crazy, crazy week, and before we get out of here, we have to talk about the ink rankings one last time. If you haven't yet, feel free, hit me up in the comments, let me know what your favorite ink this week is, or whatever you think the best ink officially is now as we get into it one last time. If you made it all this way and you haven't hit that like button yet, do me a favor and hit it, and of course, if you're not, for whatever reason still, at this point in the time of the video, hit subscribe if you haven't yet. Let's break into the ink rankings of the week. That's right. We finally had some changes. We finally after however many weeks have it's happened. Amethyst has fallen to number 2. With the recent uptick of amber sapphire finding its way into top 8s with amber steel finding its way just just an inch from being the most played deck and most successful deck of this weekend, I think it's safe to say that it's finally time for Amber to become the number one Ink in the game. This deck, this this Ink in general has just found so much success in two different decks uh, to a great extent and complementing even more throughout the last couple weeks. While I do believe it is a honest 1A, 1B scenario, I just felt that this was the right time to give Amber the tip of the hat and say that they are currently the best ink in the game. So shout out to all the team Amber people out there, which I know there are not many of you, but we all slept on Amber. I think about a month ago, two months ago, if you had asked me, um, you know, what my real thoughts on Amber were, they were pretty low, but it's proven that the draw power of Amber uh, with Rapunzel, I was always a spectacular singer fan, but the success with spectacular singer, which isn't even seeing play in some of the decks, which is kind of crazy to consider, but all in all, Amber has been awesome and it's definitely deserved some, uh, so a little bit of recognition this week, I'd say. Aside from that, Amethyst goes down to two, Steel stays at three, and then that's right. I know some of you have already noticed. I know you, some of you already noticed, but Sapphire is out of the gutter and it is all the way up to number four. Sapphire's had success across four or five different decks now. Uh, we've seen this weekend was a nice coming out weekend for amber sapphire getting four four top eights uh we had several sapphire steals in recent weeks we've had uh the amber or the amethyst sapphire succeed as well and we also had last week the emerald sapphire that had some success so we've had just a constant flow of success that sapphire is finally finding its home and it absolutely deserved to get out of the gutter uh which is what exactly is 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 what happened um and shout out to all you team sapphire fans i know you're gonna be excited to see that off the bottom of the list emerald uh stays where it is it is just kind of what it is it's had its success it's definitely not bad but it's not had more success than any of the four inks above it and some of its success has come from the four inks above it which is kind of the key factor to note as well i don't think that the emerald in uh in specifically is it's going to be really hard for Emerald, I think, to climb out of the 4 or 5 spot in general. I don't know that it'll be able to get to a top 3 spot um, in you know, in Chapter 1. We'll have to see. And then Ruby went to the bottom. Ruby this week had a, like, a crazy amount of drop-off just because there was a crazy amount of Amethyst Ruby decks that dropped off. But since there was only one other Ruby deck in top 8s, which was ironically the Emerald Ruby deck, It felt like the right week to say, okay, Ruby, you're just not pulling your weight anymore. You got to go to the bottom. uh, And all of these other inks are just outclassing you in a big, big fashion. So that's why Emerald, that's why it hit the bottom this week. I didn't really want to spend too, too much time on it this week, but it was exciting to see so many different decks a huge, you know, definitely a different variety of things. It's been nice to check out, you know, the evolution from week to week. As you can see there, the graphs look entirely different. I mean, you went from half of of one deck seeing the entire metagame to it finally being split into like a 30-30-40, which is a way safer place with a lot of room to grow uh, if Emerald Amethyst or Amber Sapphire can start to take more claims and victories and things like that. Again, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I do this every week. If you want to see the full breakdown of last week, it's right there or right there. And of course, as always, I will be covering the decks from the Bearded Dragon coming up as soon as we have the release. So in the next day or so, expect another video like this of a full breakdown of the Bearded Dragon decklist. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. A lot of fun, and I'll catch you in the next video.